Hello, hello, this is Paloma Duran and welcome to Side News, a weekly podcast dedicated on reporting news from Latin America that are not being widely covered by the mainstream media. In this podcast, we're going to discuss the main issues of the region, but also its main achievements. And as always, we're going to have a national from the country that is being discussed so that they can give us a more local perspective on the topic. So, we'll leave you with the third episode of Side News. Today, I have very exciting news for you guys, which are that this year, in the Colombian elections, whichever party wins, there will be for the first time an Afro-Decent woman as vice president. So, do you know that actually the black community in Colombia was not recognized until the 90s? And that this is the first time that the community is put on the political agenda? As you can see, these elections are going to be very important, especially for minorities. But let me explain you a little bit more of what is going on. So, on June 19, Colombians will vote in the second round of the presidential elections to decide whether Gustavo Petro or Rodolfo Hernandez will become presidents. And actually, these elections are very important because the citizens are going to decide if the politics become more left with Gustavo Petro or more center-right with Rodolfo Hernandez. And although this can change a lot of how Colombia will be in the next years, there's one fact that will not change, which is that the second most important position in the country will be occupied by a black woman. So currently both parties said that they were betting on a woman of African descent to occupy a key position in their government. Right now, Francia Marquez is on Petro Vice President Formula, while Marilyn Castillo is with Hernandez. Both women were born in the Colombian Pacific, where most of the black communities are, and unlike the current Vice President, Marta Lucia Ramirez, they represent more the Colombian community because they were raised in a lower middle class families. So, before continuing, let me explain you who these women are. So, first, we have Francia Marquez, who is also known as the environmental activist. Right now, she's being described as the main political phenomenon in Colombia, especially because in the inter-party consultation, she got almost 800,000 votes, which are many more than the other long-standing politicians. So, okay, Marquez actually was born in the community of Jelombo, Calca, which is a hard zone hit by violence, and that actually led her to fight for the land, for black communities, and other marginalized groups. So, quoting Marquez, she said, I am part of a process of a story of struggle and resistance that began with my ancestors, brought as slaves. I am part of the fight against structural racism. I am part of those who fight to continue giving birth to freedom and justice. So, as I was mentioning, she's been called the activist because actually she has been very political active since she was like 12. She has fought to prevent the Bejas River from being diverted to a dam. She also has prevented evictions of town by foreign companies and has fought so many years against illegal mining. In 2015, she received the National Award for the Defense of Human Rights in Colombia because she led the March of the Turbans, where around 80 black women traveled more than 600 kilometers to Bogota aiming to protest the situation that the group were leading. In addition, she also received the Goldman Environmental Prize in San Francisco, California in 2018 for her fight against illegal mining. In 2019, she actually was listed uh, 
well, inside the 100 most influential women in the world. And as you can see, Marquez has become actually an icon, not only national, but international, which has led her to have so many supporters, but also some enemies. And that's why in 2019, there was an attack against her. Fortunately, she was okay and she was not harmed at all, but people that were with her in that moment actually were very injured. Right now, her initiatives focus on racial justice, human rights, especially for women, and care for life and territory. Her opponents are now criticizing her for supporting a socialist economy, that makes sense because she's on the left wing, and also for having received government subsidies. And the problem is that she criticized this type of aid. In addition, she's been criticized because the president, well, the Petro who wants to become president, has been in several controversies, such as supporting politicians that are actually accused of domestic violence, and also because the brother of Petro actually visited politicians that were convicted of corruption in prisons such as La Picota and promised them to reduce their sentences if they support Petra. And although all these things are alien to Marquez, they are actually affecting her because, well, she is in the same formula as Petra. And despite all of this, she's actually the most popular in the elections because according to Jimenez, she's actually the feminist pet. And according to her words, that is to say, she's not only a woman, but a feminist, anti-racist woman, and has her contribution, it's symbolic, and it's socially very important. She recognizes structural inequalities, and therefore, there is a possibility of generation actions and measures to resolve the gaps that are so big in Colombia. No one like her has been here before. So, that is one candidate. The other one is... Marilén Castillo, who is known as the academic. So Marilén actually was chosen by Hernández because according to his words, she's a very prepared woman with no ties to politics. Castillo is also an Afro-descent woman, but she was born in Cali. She grew up in a middle-class home and has a very strong educational background, let me tell you. So Castillo actually graduated in biology and chemistry from the Universidad de Santiago de Cali. She has a master's degree in industrial engineering at the Universidad Autónoma de Occidente. She has a doctorate in education from Nova Southeastern University in the U.S. And she also has a specialization in administration at the Instituto Tecnológico de Monterrey in Mexico. So because she has such a strong educational background, she actually has been a professor, a dean, a rector, a researcher, a director of strategic initiatives. She's also a contractor, consultant, advisor, and actually she's an invited professor for different national and foreign universities, especially because she knows a lot about virtual and distance modality in education, which became very important due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So right now, her initiatives for the current government are the fight against corruption and poverty. She has highlighted that she will support young people to give them participation, health, culture, entrepreneurship, and education, which according to her is key to transform Colombia. Right now, Castillo has been criticized because Hernandez, again, uh, the person that wants to become president, has been described as a macho and misogynist man after, in a radio interview, he was asked, 
and I quote, do you believe that in the work of women, they can't govern in some way? And he said, no, 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 no. It is good that she makes the comments and support from home. A woman involved in the government, people do not want. Uh, Hernandez and Castillo have said that the comment actually was taken out of context and that's what he didn't, he did not mean that at all. And he actually explained that he was referring to his wife and that's how he likes to live his personal and love life in his home. And although Castillo has also defended him by saying that he's a very respectful man and is very serious uh, with women, the comments have not been received very well by anyone, especially by feminist groups and as I said, they are very strong right now in Colombia. Okay, so for now, presidential polls in Colombia have warned that there is a very small difference in the vote between Petro and Hernandez and as a result, either Marquez or Castillo have the opportunity to become the next vice president. And this is because, let me explain to you, on the first round of elections, actually Petro had around 40% of the votes. Meanwhile, Hernandez only had around 20%. However, because he represents the right wing, it is expected that all the posts that were lost and were actually given to other candidates of the right wing but that did not pass to the second round are expected now to add up to Hernandez. And as a result, it is actually very similar the support that both candidates have. Actually, civil organization, populations, and even the government have said that actually the future of Colombia will a lot depend on people who are actually not very attracted to politics and therefore do not vote that much. So, however, whatever the result it is, experts are sure that these elections will be a milestone on the country because the vice president candidates are women, are black, and they are from marginal area of the country. Consequently, their candidates are seen as a message of recognition of the ethnic diversity that exists in Colombia. Actually, it is important to explain what does it mean for women and for black community. So, for the black community, actually it's very important because currently Colombia has one of the largest populations of Afro-descent in Latin America. According to the government data, around 6.2% of the population are actually black Colombians. However, analysts said that the figure is actually way higher, but the problem is that there is a lack of information of these communities. So what is known so far is that 90% of the population lives along the Pacific coast. Most of them are descendants of people enslaved by the Spanish who forced them to come to Colombia to work in the region of gold mines. And because there's a lack of information, there's this long-standing belief that actually African-descendant people only live in remote areas of the Pacific region. However, this is not true. What is happening is that actually there's no information, there is no census in this community, and also in some places they are denied to live as a result, their resources are limited and also the property titles. Activists and social organizations have accused these measures as discriminatory because they cannot progress on their own lives. And as a result, like the candidatures of Marilyn and Francia are very important because they recognize this population and also they have a sense of race that is disruptive because for generations 
People have identified black people as mestizos, which, has, which is a mix between black and Colombians. However, no one before have identified the black community for what it is, which is black. So what is unique about these uh, candidates is that they are saying that black and mestizos are different things. And of course, they recognize black people and say that the lack of recognition that this community have is why they face so much discrimination nowadays. And as a result, they want to change that reality. The problem with the black community is that it doesn't have that much of being recognized. Colombia actually recognized it in its constitution until the 90s and it distinguished them and actually gave them like a specific rights. However, to these days, those rights are violated because black Colombians continue to face increased poverty, violence and displacements. And according to government data, around 3% of black Colombian lives in poverty, which is 11 points higher than all other Colombians. So the fact that these candidates come with specific projects to help black communities, it's so life-changing for them and actually gives them hope for the further future. Meanwhile, their candidates are also encouraging because they are women. And Colombian politics have always been governed by men and usually they are white male. So according to the UN, actually the results of the first round of the elections reflect a significant advance on the representation of women in politics because around 3% of seats in the Congress will be now occupied by women. So this is an important progress because Colombia will be above the world average of women participation in parliament and close to the average of the continent, which is 32%. However, despite the fact there's an increase in the representation of women in political positions, actually analysts said that there's still very important barriers to address. For instance, they have more difficulties because they face greater discrimination or they even have less access to resources to finance their campaigns. And right now, it is actually say that it doesn't look like it will improve a lot in that sense, but it is sure that the next vice president will improve the situation since both are about social issues and have announced that promoting the participation of women is actually a priority. So in the short term, it doesn't seem that it would improve, but on the next years, it does. So. Right now, actually, as I was mentioning, the outcome is still uncertain because they have actually kind of the same support right now. And this happened because there is a depolarization in the society because of years of discontent of inequality, poverty, and actually the demands to reduce insecurity incidents and of course in rural areas where there's a lot of drug trafficking and illegal armed groups. And actually, it doesn't matter what happened, especially said that Gustavo Ampetro and Rodolfo Hernandez are going to make a radical change and create a new image for the country. Because even though uh, Rodolfo Hernandez is a little bit center-right, he actually criticized the government and of course Petro does as well. So they are saying that they actually are against the current government, they do not support the policies and they are saying that Colombia has to be reconstructed. As a result, the results are expected to have a significant change in all Colombians. However, it seems that it's more exciting what is happening with the vice presidents because it is now seen like a change for minorities. And this is not because only of Francia and Marilene, 
but because there was a change in these elections which is basically that they were not only the candidates that were black for the vice presidency actually for of the seven presidential candidates four had black women as as the position to occupy uh, the vice presidency something never seen before and as a result not only Marquez and Castillo, but all these women have clearly brought to like the racism that exists in Colombia. And above all, they have finally given priority to minorities that were absent for decades in the electoral agenda. Right now, whatever it happens, whoever wins, the future of Colombia seems bright for minorities. That's everything I wanted to explain you about the elections of Colombia and of course I wanted to give you a context of who are these women that are expected to change the part of the country. Okay guys, so now we have our guest who is Estefania Garcia, a politically active Colombian who is going to explain us more about the elections and what why are they so different now, okay? so. Welcome, Stefania. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Paloma. Thank you for inviting me. Perfect. So we're going to start uh, with an interview. And the first question would be, what do the presidential elections, these ones, mean for Colombians? And why are they so different from the past ones? Oh, OK. <laughs> well, First, I would have to say that I'm 30 years old and like these are the elections that are like more more interesting for me. This is the first time that it's like the left wing is actually with options in Colombia and that's wow, that's just amazing. And it's the first time that there's actually a new proposal for the nobodies in words of Francia Marquez and it's just great how people feel that they're actually going to have representation in the government because it's always been like the same houses the same political parties and this time it's it can be different for the first time in history so yeah that's kind of new Okay, perfect. And we know that these elections actually mean a lot for women and black community. Can you explain us why? Yeah, well, so there are two candidates for this second round. Mm -hmm. And one of them, Gustavo Petro, he is, so his proposal is more focused on people from like the periferia in Colombia, you know, so from indigenous black communities mm -hmm. and uh, women. And his vice president is Francia Marquez. And Francia is like the most amazing woman in Colombia. She's <laughs> just, she's a black woman, she's an activist, and she has been like fighting for the environment since she was like 10 years old, basically. And, and it, is, it is such an amazing opportunity. All like the collectives, like the feminist collectives and in general women are supporting Francia because it's the first time that we can feel like represented there. Mm -hmm. Like right now, for example, we also have a vice president that is a woman, but it was just not like that. It was just like, I don't know, she's, she was actually like reproducing more machismo in mm -hmm. Colombia, which was very bad. 
and she was like from the the right wing and from the Partido Conservador in Colombia and she was like expressing all that you don't want to hear as a woman you know okay. so this time with Francia I think we can feel like that we are there and that we can be part of the government and like if you see the results of the first round mm -hmm. you can see how like in the department in the like the states for us that are like more black people like they won Gustavo and Francia won okay while in the center of the country which is like more mixed Spanish descendants mm -hmm. the other candidate won so yeah I think seriously this is the first time that like we're there we are there okay perfect and you were telling us uh, right now that uh, it is like the first elections where the left wing is actually really strong and I want to ask you how much do you think the lives of Colombians and black people would change with Petro and Marquez especially mm -hmm. because I, I think that there have been in the past some politicians that said that they would do things you know but they actually did not do what make you feel that they are going to be the change yeah well in the past it was uh, it was just funny because it was always like the same government saying that the black community for example was going to be super important and the only thing that they would do was just to put like the mean the minister mm -hmm. in the minister of culture like a black person there that was all they would do or maybe they would just build some scenarios for like sports mm -hmm. in some states where there's more black people just for them to play soccer because that's all they wanted kind of like to get more soccer players mm -hmm. and that was just sad and the amount of like investment in those states was just bad and they were like in the invisibilizing mm -hmm. is that a word yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> invisibilizing black people indigenous people and yeah it was bad this time we already know that for example francia has been working a lot for her community and for the country and for the environment and for women's rights since forever like she has already done that so like okay we know that she's gonna keep doing that in the government you know Mm -hmm. It's not like the these people that was just like promising things and then they get in the government and they do, they do nothing. Like with her, like we know that she has been doing this before. Now she's gonna be in the government and she's gonna have like more power or more tools to keep doing that. So is that is about continuism, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, because she's already on it, so it's good. And like it's the same with Petro because. He's been he's been part of like I don't know if you know he was part of the M19 the M L M19 which was a guerrilla in Colombia but then he was a congressman for many many years and he has been like doing political control mm -hmm. for a while and he's been actually going around the country and like studying the country and getting to know people and. His proposals are just good. It's mm -hmm. are based like it's like thought for the people. 
not for for money, not for getting more pe petroleum, but basing his he's basing his proposals on people. Okay. So I guess <laughs> life of many 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 are going to change. Okay. Okay. Perfect. We hope it happens and. From what you are telling us, I, I believe that you actually support quite a lot to Francia. <laughs> so <laughs> we want to know uh, like what this Francia uh, has and that Castillo doesn't. You know, you just tell us about that she's like really political active active. But yeah. uh, because you know both are women, uh, Castillo even some people say that she's more prepared and both are have afrodescent uh, you know, a uh, background, so yeah. tell us why. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's just the process was different for both of them. Uh, I mean, with Madeleine, uh, if you, like, I have listened so, so many, like, interviews and debates with them, mm -hmm. and it's just different what they want, what they want, and how they, like, identified as women. For example, when... When the other candidate, Rodolfo Hernandez, when he chose the vice president, it was more like <laughs> random assignment of who could be, mm -hmm. you know, like, and she was, she has never been like part of government or politics or she has been like, she's a professor, I think, uh -huh. and she's, she has been just focused on that. So they have like more like an like a company side, like view point of view from like the country. Mm -hmm. They are not really like thinking about what people need. Oh. So so that that's quite not good. <laughs> and if you hear like the debates, she will be always talking about what Rodolfo wants, what Rodolfo wants, what like mm -hmm. they have been thinking about these or that but it's always like what the candidate wants and he is just he, he is just not good like he has been saying a lot of things against women rights and okay. mm -hmm. and poor people and he just expresses himself like like a rich person that just wants to like make more money for the country and that's it oh, okay so that's why i support france yeah because when she talks she talks for herself for her community her community for the victims for the poor people and she's not like waiting for what gustavo petri is going to say because she has like her point of view very clear and that's why she got so many votes because before like being her vice president formula uh she also was running for president like they were like in a in a consulta to decide who was going to be and she got so many votes that it was amazing she got like more vo votes that than some guys that have been like uh alcaldes or gobernadores mm -hmm. in colombia and that were extremely popular and she got even more votes because like she she has the CV for that, like she she okay. has like the perfect CV for being like like for being there. Okay, the okay, perfect. And like reading news, uh, international national uh, surveys say that 
Right now it is unclear who would win because although Pedro had so many votes in the first round, like because there will be another vote and there are only going to be these two candidates, like it is uncertain who would win. But you that you have like a more local insight, could you tell us what do you think that actually will happen and what do you see that the population is doing? Well, I'm super scared, <laughs> to be honest, because, well, yeah, like the news, they say that like right now it could be like super uh, tight, like they're like 49 to 50, like, mm -hmm. but, but to be honest, even if when I want the left side to win, I think the right side has more options because like, like you said in the first round, there were like so many candidates and like only one was from the left. And even when Petro and Francia got so many votes, if we sum the other votes for the other candidates of the right side, they will be like way more mm -hmm. than the left side. And they basically joined forces <laughs> for this second round. And they have always been there, like in the power Okay. with the government so so they have like more ways to convince people somehow mm -hmm. at least using media or like from the local governments and well corruption is impossible not to talk about corruption when we talk about politics in Latin America so mm -hmm. so I actually think that the right side has like more options to win okay. to be very honest Oh, okay. Well, Steffi, those were all the questions that we prepared and we hope actually that in the second round we can see that the Colombians, the majority are favored, right? And the minorities have a better place to live in. So thank you so much for your time and your insight. It was so important to raise awareness of what is happening in Colombia and we hope to hear about you again. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. And yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Let's okay. Wait for the best for everyone. Uh, thank you, Steffi. Thank you so much for joining us today in this episode. And if you have any information that you would like to give us, propose topics or photographers, or simply give us your opinion about the podcast, please contact us by mail on our social networks, which are in our page. And especially for those who listen to us in Spotify and Apple Podcasts, we remind you that we have this page in which we upload articles on each topic and, of course, photos that further illustrate the situation. Thank you very much for joining us today and see you next Wednesday at 6 a.m.